0: The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or the webster Rockial Ministries, its management, or other host or underwriting sponsors.
1: Programs presented on KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only.
2: Welcome back to In Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. We are talking to Amrit Gill, who is he and his wife. Uh, they have invested hundreds of millions of dollars in revitalization of some architecturally significant buildings and neighborhoods and communities throughout the country, but especially here in St. Louis. They are Restoration St. Louis, and their organization initiates some real estate development programs. You all know the Grove. The Grove was a major function of uh, Amrit and Amy's down at Restoration St. Louis. The Hotel Blackhawk, although we haven't gone up there to Iowa, the current Iowa, are the number one and two hotels in Davenport. You might know Hotel St. Louis. You might know the Chemical Building. Those are some recent things. The Hotel St. Louis is up and thriving and running. The Chemical Building Next Door, uh, just recently purchased by them. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But he he is here, and Amy's going to be joining us shortly, to talk about a landmark that many of you probably have passed by and wondered, what in the world is that in the middle of Clayton? It is the Seven Gables Inn.
0: That's right. Thank you for having me.
2: And welcome. Welcome
0: back. And also, anytime you want to come up to Davenport, please let me know. It's a beautiful community. You'd really enjoy it.
2: Now, tell folks... Geographically, where Davenport is located?
0: <laughs> it's the Quad Cities. It's about three and a half hours from here, um, just uh, to the west of Peoria.
2: Okay. All right. So you go up, uh, what, 61?
0: Well, we go up 55 55? actually, okay. and then uh, cut over, cut over okay. on 155.74.
2: Right. So the dedication of the Seven Gables Inn is going to be next Wednesday, March Correct. the 11th. Uh, you've done an 18 month. Nine and a half million dollar renovation. So tell us a little bit about uh, the building when you purchased it. And I've got a little history here. It dates back to 1926. And I was, I was looking at it. I, th- I found this very uh, almost uh, funny, that the cost was $60,000. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's changed quite a bit over the years, but you've really changed it now. So tell us what you've done. Thank
0: you. Um, So yes, the building was built in 1926 as offices, converted to a hotel in 1985, but it was converted to a very bed and breakfast, European bed and breakfast kind of a place. No elevator. um, Two wings that weren't connected, so you had to. So if you stayed on the north side, for example, on the third floor, and your friend was on the south side on the third floor, you had to come all the way down, go across the lobby and then climb back up the small staircase mm. in order to visit your friend. So uh, we added uh, an elevator. We added a laundry room, which is all uh, staff likes that. Um, we renovated the restaurant, the meeting rooms. We added a, um, uh, a private dining room, uh, which is actually beautiful. Amy did, a, of course, a very nice job there as well. And then, of course, we um, uh, it was more about preserving the courtyard in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's beloved for a lot of People in Clayton. In it's South very Dallas, beautiful. And a gorgeous uh, courtyard back there. Um, obviously made it more energy efficient. None of the systems worked. The plumbing leaked. The basement was basically a, a pool. Mm. Um, we did not add a pool, but we did. <laughs> we did get rid of all the leaky plumbing, and put all new plumbing in. Um, new, very energy efficient HVAC systems. New roof. Just, I mean, it's basically a brand new project.
2: Now, did you? Was it a complete gut or pretty much? And I I noticed that you found some hidden stairways or stairwells that were, (laughs) uh, I guess I would say, um, drywalled off.
0: There were so many stairwells in this project. I've never seen anything like it. I guess just because of its past history, being you know converted from office to residential, there were staircases all over the place. So, yes, we did eliminate a lot of staircases. Now I think we're down to just six staircases in the okay. whole building.
2: <laughs> so what, what are some of the things that surprised you during that renovation? Because in any renovation, it's like when you uncover something, it's like, okay, now we got to fix that. And I'm sure you probably went into this like, okay, this is a total gut, so we know... Uh, there's not going to be any surprises. Were there, <laughs> there unless was the foundation was cracked or something like that. Or?
0: No, there, there were still – I mean, any renovation, even a gut renovation, there's, there are a lot of surprises that happen along the way. Uh, and for us, uh, uh, part of it was the roof structure. We had to really um, we'd bring a structural engineer in and actually – just because of years of different renovations where inertia was holding up some sections of the roof, I'm mm-hmm. surprised it never wow. collapsed, things like that. So that that's – I don't think anybody uh, thinks too much about how the sausage is made. It's beautiful now. Right
2: now, did did the being a historic building uh, designated by the uh, let's see, Missouri is that correct? Yeah, the no, national it's register. National, it's on the national register. You have certain guidelines that you yes. have to work within.
0: Yes, uh, a very strict guidelines uh, that we have to work within. And so this this project was. Uh, all the work that we proposed was approved by the National Park Service and then you know what we did was approved. So um, down to the windows and the shadow lines of the windows and what they look like from the street. All that is dictated by the National Park Service.
2: Wow. So even if you replace windows, or did you just—you couldn't replace them, you have to? We
0: actually replaced them. Okay. And we had to mimic the leaded glass Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm. So that when you drive by and take a look at it,
2: it it should look exactly like leaded glass. That makes sense. Now, many times you're uncovering some things. I remember I tore down an old barn one time, and I found an old—must have been a booze bottle—that somebody had (laughs) stuck— Kind of in a little area of the barn, and did you find any kind of interesting artifacts or anything that date back, you know, from maybe when the building was built or along the way?
0: You know, I, I would hold that question for Amy. I'm sure she probably can tell you a lot more about okay. what she discovered okay. uh, during that, because she runs uh, the, all the design side and the construction side of the business. Okay, but um, what I'll tell what what we can talk about is the restaurant.
2: Yes, let's do that.
0: So the restaurant back in his day was uh, Chez Chez Louis, uh, a French restaurant. And then um, uh, Danny Meyer's father actually had uh, something there as well. Uh,
2: Danny Meyer being a St. Louis native, folks.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think his father um, actually had a restaurant there. Danny Meyer started his career. In that restaurant.
2: Wow. Yeah, No as kidding. A dish,
0: as a dish boy or a bus
2: boy or something. Wow, that's a, uh, <laughs> a good trivia fact for the uh, trivia contest people.
0: <laughs> um, but w- what we're trying to do, if you remember, our mission is to strengthen and enhance the communities we operate in. And so here we are in Clayton, not a neglected neighborhood Next, last time we checked. Right. Um, we were asked to come in and buy that building and save it. Because, of course, the land under that hotel, under that building, is probably far more valuable than the bricks and mortar exactly. that are on it. And so, uh, given how much Clayton has lost uh, in terms of historic buildings in the last few years, mm-hmm. um, we were asked to come in and save that building and make sure that at least that historic building stayed and had an economic model that you know, was uh, profitable enough that no one would want to tear it down. And so that's, that's really what the focus was. But then when we started thinking about it, we were like, how else can we enhance the quality of life mm-hmm. for people who live around here? And so in the restaurant, we came up with a Lost Classics menu.
2: Now, I, I have been waiting to hear this because when I read that, I was like, okay, this, this sounds great.
0: So it's Lost Classics are recipes from restaurants that no longer exist that were beloved. My dream is still to bring the fatted calf burger back, mm. but for for the first round, we brought back the Parkmore onion rings. Okay, and Amy has a funny story about how we got that recipe. Oh,
1: so <laughs> we were discussing this lost classics menu, and um, the lady, there was a little lady walking by us in the hallway, and we were discussing, you know, all our favorite places. And I said Parkmore, and she said, "What about the Parkmore?" And I said, well, we're trying to do this, and I love the onion rings from the Parkmore. I have, like, all these fond memories. And she starts laughing, and she goes, well, I can teach you how to make those. And I said, oh, why? And she goes, well, because I used to own the (laughs) Parkmore. What? And she comes into town to visit family, and she stays at Gable's. How so it was fun, it was how hysterical, strange. just a funny, and you know, she's I mean, she's definitely in her late 80s, right? And so it was it was hysterical. And she went in the kitchen and showed our people how to make onion rings.
0: Wow, that's cool! But we also have the crazy fish, uh, voodoo pasta with shrimp, we have the Bushes Grove Rust Salad, um, and uh, um, Ramones. Tortilla
1: soup. Oh, right. We have
0: Leighton's meatloaf. Uh, Karen's meatloaf from Leighton's. Oh,
1: Al Baker's um, Stuff. stuffed
2: mushrooms.
1: Crab stuffed mushrooms.
2: Making me hungry now.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's super fun. I mean, it's just a fun thing, and people come in and they're like, "Oh, I remember this!"
0: Right? It's super cute. Yeah. And so. the
2: restaurant is called Seven at
0: Seven Gables.
2: Okay. All right. So it's the Lost Legends menu. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 cool. And that and previously the Food establishment there was a pub. That's correct, Molly Darcy's. Okay,
1: it was an Irish pub, and we so for the people who love Gables, we kept the tenderloin sandwich and the Popeye because Mm -hmm. everybody loves that. But um, um, you know, we've just we've freshened up and changed it, and um, have some things that we feel like people will want to come in for on a regular basis.
2: This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis In Tune. We're talking to Amy and Amrit Gill about the opening coming up of the Seven Gables Inn in Clayton. That's next Wednesday after an 18-month, extensive $9.5 million renovation. And I had mentioned, Amy, prior to you getting here, that I had looked up that the original cost for the building was $60,000. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there was – now, I asked Amrith this. He said you would probably be the one to talk about this. Did you find any interesting artifacts that were left from the initial construction or along the way the modifications that had been done, like, whoa, look what they look what some construction worker put here and it has some historical value or something back from the time, like newspapers or something like that?
1: Well, we do have some uh, of the menus from, like, Chez Louis and Bernard's. Um, that people have brought into us, actually. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then we have, um, there there were weird things, but more like construction (laughs) obstacles, I guess I would say, because, you know, it was originally two buildings Mm -hmm. with like a path and then a courtyard, right? And they took that center pathway and made it into the lobby area of the of the building so there's an odd brick pattern and we can't figure out if it was a window or i i don't think it was a fireplace originally i thought it was a fireplace but i don't think it was a fireplace and then there are all kinds of odd um things about how the building connected to itself Mm -hmm. for example when when we first started on the building you had to walk through that pathway and if you wanted to get to the rooms in the back of the building you had to walk back out into the corridor
0: hmm. i mean out into the
1: courtyard yeah. right? outside the building and hmm. then go to an uh, basically an exterior stair and climb up three flights of stairs to your room hmm. right because it was a it was an old apartment building um and so there were obstacles to we took all those stairs out and fixed it so now there's an easy way to get up <laughs> and down and t- there's a the elevator takes you too <laughs> So, because I can't even imagine telling somebody, you know, <clears throat> oh, here, walk out, back outside. Right, right. <laughs> you know, up three flights of stairs. Yeah, so. So. In the snow,
2: form. in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you need this when you go out to your room.
1: <laughs> well, and it was really funny when you, I guess, when you were having a wedding there and the person who was staying in the room over there came out into your wedding.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: Right? <laughs> I'm sure that was Like, odd. I'm just trying
2: to get out to my car.
1: <laughs> right, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, you know, or here, let me roll my suitcase through your wedding. Yeah, yeah. It's the weirdest thing I've ever
0: seen. So. You know,
2: speaking of that, I saw pictures online, and it, this is, that's a great area for a reception, and you have those kinds of facilities for yes. that, correct?
0: Yes, we have meeting rooms as well as the
2: courtyard. The courtyard will
0: accommodate up to 150 people. So
2: Now talk about some of the rooms. Uh, how many rooms, again, are there, and what did you do to them?
0: There's 32 room,
1: 32 guest rooms. And um, basically, we took everything pretty much back to the studs. And and especially in the back portion of the hotel, it's all brand new, new drywall, new everything. Um, In the front portion, it's a little more challenging because we had all the gabled ceilings and the old beams that we wanted to save and some of the ceilings that we wanted to save. So, So we saved that. But um, it has all new systems, all new air conditioning, all new internet. I mean, you know, everybody nowadays they want internet. Here's right. the thing, right? And, um, and it has a, an elevator and it has ways to walk from one side of the building to the other because previously if you were staying on one side on the third floor, you had to go down three flights of stairs and across the center of the hotel and back up three flights of stairs. So, We, um,
0: we did put a catwalk back in, a connector, on each floor so mm-hmm. that you can walk from the north to the south or vice versa as well. Okay. And, of course, the rooms are our signature rooms with you know, our special Toto toilets and washlets. And, right. Right. TVs in the toilet toilets are great. Those are
2: the uh, they have the bidet. Are they bidet toilets? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, but bidet toilets, folks, you got to check them out. The only ones in Clayton. They're so. they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool.
1: So yes. yeah, and they're and they're fun. You know, I mean, people like them. But also, um, you know, we wanted that kind of higher end, nice, mm-hmm. um, g- glamorous feeling to the hotel, and it, it is a small hotel, so it feels like. A home. It feels like you're,
0: um, you know, an kind oasis. Of, right. Yeah. But it really is an urban oasis, especially mm-hmm. with that courtyard. But it very much feels. A lot of the guests that I've talked to tell me that it feels like it feels like coming home almost. Mm-hmm. Like it's an extension of their home. Mm-hmm. So That's a lot of a lot of very
2: dedicated
0: uh, customers, uh, raving fans, is what I call them.
2: I would think that it would be a stop for a lot of people who have to do business from out of town in Clayton or they're in the surrounding area, it's fairly close to the airport, you know, you're close to downtown area, uh, you know, if they have to do some business out in West County, it's more centrally located for them, they don't have to commute as much, Right. I would think that that would be, or it would be very appropriate for like an anniversary. Hint to folks out there, if you wanted to celebrate your anniversary, and you, you could, you know, check out the, the two-door look, on the outside, and you know, escape then into this oasis in in urban land, and you're not there very far away from your your kids, so uh, you don't have to you know worry about uh, running right. back home like that.
0: Staycations are uh, definitely be- very enjoyable there, and you know, given where um, where travel
2: seems to be going over the next couple of weeks, at least, right? They beca- <laughs> they're becoming more more uh, prevalent. I was reading a little bit about the. Architects, Meyer and Comfort. And what can you guys tell us about the architects?
0: Well, the developer actually uh, of the property lived in uh, England for a while mm-hmm. and really loved the Tudor style. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, they, they developed quite a bit of Clayton. They did a lot of right. work in Clayton, as a matter of fact. And and they built this to be their offices. Right. So they officed out of here while they were building all kinds of um, uh, residential developments in Clayton. Um, but they just fell in love with the, with the Tudor style of architecture, and that's
2: why they built it this way. Yeah, and these guys apparently developed a, a large portion of Ladue. Also, before oh, yeah. Ledoux was called Ledoux. Oh, yeah. And uh, some of these neighborhoods, Picardy Lane, Fair Oaks Estates, Claremont Lane, Oakley Lane, Claremont Park, Glen Forest, York Village. That's in Brentwood. I'm you know, i not familiar with those. I'm not out in that area, but they developed those. And I found this very interesting. I don't know if you guys know about this, about Norman Comfort, his death, the oh. death of the architect. So I'm reading from Wikipedia, folks. The, You know, it's, it's the... Uh, the uh, known fact sheet of the world. Uh, not. Yeah. <laughs> well. it's, it's a starter for you. It's a starter for you. So uh, on January 27, 1934, Norman Comfort, who was one of the architects of Seven Gables, was playing bridge with his friends at his home on 37 Claremont Lane, which is in Ladue. He went upstairs to get a fresh deck of cards when his guests heard a gunshot. They found him dead with a bullet wound to his right temple and with a revolver and a box of cards on the ground under his legs. It sounds like a who-done-it kind of deal. The life insurance company considered the event a suicide and denied his widow's claim. And after a lawsuit that included the testimony of the party guests, a jury ruled it an accident and that Mrs. Comfort was entitled to the $30,000 policy in addition to the life insurance policy and company stock. His estate was valued at $1.3 million. Wow. Wow. And that information comes from the St. Louis Globe Democrat. So it's not some you know it's it's a reporter kind of deal it's not hmm. some you know yeah. maybe somebody else was looking on wikipedia or heard a heard somebody who said somebody who said somebody that that happened so i thought that was kind of strange but st louis has strange kind strange of deaths story. you know oh, yeah. you, you read about the lamps and the bushes right. and things like that well you know i'm written i play bridge i occasionally want to kill him over ah, uh, what <laughs> <laughs> hey
0: we're never partners my dear so uh, uh, right
2: <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Well, maybe not, yeah, unless, unless exactly. the competition gets gets really tough like that. So did you have, um, you know, I, I know sometimes, and I'm not trying to get into things, but sometimes working with uh, governmental institutions, you know, inspectors <laughs> and things like that, what you can and cannot do and who approves what and fire marshals and all that stuff, how does that stuff play out for you guys as it relates to not only uh, the particular – thing we're talking about here with Seven Gables, but also Hotel St. Louis.
1: We were, I think, particularly lucky in Clayton. They, um, We had a pre-construction meeting with them, and Very important. obviously they're used to new buildings right. where they can kind of dictate everything, and we had to have kind of a meeting with them and say, okay you know, this is a totally different animal and it has to be treated that way. And they were very good to us, very kind. The weird thing about Clayton that I think, and I think um, Michelle, their mayor, is trying to fix is they don't have a lot of rules that other municipalities have. So for example, what's happening in Clayton with demolitions, they don't have a rule that it has to go in front of anybody before somebody can demolish a building they just walk in and get a permit right really but like in in the city of st louis or in webster or anywhere else i think you know there's a a rule that says you can't demolish a building unless you go in front of the preservation commission or the and um so they're really struggling with that in clayton because um you know there are people who want to build like mega high-rise buildings and and tearing down you know historic clayton which A lot of people in clayton are not happy about
2: right there's another building by a very famous architect that uh, a mid-century modern building that is maybe going to get demolished that's trying to be saved
1: right exactly and that whole storefront section right behind it Mm -hmm. and there are several places where people are proposing tearing down historic buildings all over clayton and just building high-rise after high-rise and um so so that's that's interesting and i think you know she's really trying to affect some change there but they don't know how you know th- it'll be difficult i guess because um you know they haven't ever had these i mean most of these rules in most of the cities have been in place for 20 30 40 years right right um so so that's that was interesting to me i I was laughing because the pictures of historic Clayton are—it looks like the Wild Wild West—and I said, "Wow, it's still the Wild Wild West, right? You just
0: don't have any rules at all, you know. (laughs) you don't have any of those buildings, (laughs) right? Yeah,
2: there's good and bad to those (laughs) kinds of uh, issues of of having some kind of. uh, Some people would consider it a restraint, and some people would consider it, oh, I'm free to do you know whatever I want to do.
0: Well, the reality of it is that uh, Saint Louis has been tearing down buildings and rebuilding over and over again, all through the 1800s, we were tearing down buildings and we were rebuilding new buildings. The problem is today, a building that's been there since 1926, for example, it is the repository of a lot of stories Mm -hmm. of our community. Mm -hmm. And when you tear the building down, those stories are silenced. And schools in particular, or hotels, buildings like this, they are the repositories of the stories of our people. Absolutely. And so tearing them down,
2: I am very opposed to. Which, you know, we've got about uh, two minutes here. So quickly, what uh, – because I, I know last time we talked, the chemical building, you're working on that. And what's a, a status of that? Because I know you're working to connect that to Hotel St. Louis.
0: Um, so that project is still on the books. Um, there they have been a few hiccups, obviously, and this latest coronavirus scare um, actually has delayed the closing by uh, – by several weeks now
2: so it's, so it's it's hiccuped coronavirus has hiccuped a lot of things mm. yes, a- exactly. a- around <laughs> and uh, you know it's important to realize that you know i know sometimes people think well why isn't that getting done why isn't that getting done you know there's a lot of uh meetings that have to take place as it relates to plans and financing and meeting like you said amy with Mm -hmm. all of the uh, players involved to make sure that they're all satisfied before you know one shovel of dirt is turned or one piece of plaster is ripped off a wall you know that all has to be done
1: we've had multiple multiple conversations with the national park service about there's a staircase at the back of the chemical that people don't normally see but it's beautiful but it's currently um our engineers said that It it should be demolished. He's he just keeps saying this is not safe. You should not have anybody walk on it. You should not. And so we're trying to figure out how to either you know what do you do with that? Do you replicate it? Do you? And it's an exterior stair Mm. that's encased in like a metal panning. I remember seeing that. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty. Yeah, very pretty. Very pretty.
0: but it's what is falling off falling off yeah.
1: right it's actually peeling away from the building at the current moment so so that has been a real challenge on the architecture side to try to figure out what to do with that and how to fix it and how you know what would a historic say about it how do we right make it work so um, but, I mean, we love that building, so we're hopeful and, and keep, we keep pushing forward on it. You're,
2: you're saving a, a historic building like you were talking about, Amrit, an old building that has mm-hmm. a lot of character, It has a lot of stories, has a lot of history here in St. Louis, and it's very important that um, – You know, when you go through all those processes like that, you know, you can get a little hiccup, like, what are we going to do with the stairwell? And that may last a long time, but you have to get that solved before you really keep pressing on. That's true. So I want to thank you guys for coming in again today. The official dedication of the renovated Seven Gables Inn next Wednesday, March 11th and Be There RB Square and check out the restaurant. Is the restaurant open right now? Oh, absolutely. All right, so check the restaurant out. You get some of your St. Louis favorites. So I'm Rhett Amy, thanks for coming in. Thank Thank you you for having us. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis In Tune. You're listening to KWRH 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Groves, Missouri.